Hey guys, welcome to Enter In, the podcast. We hope through this intentional time of listening, reflection, and prayer, you are able to hear the voice of God as we navigate through the journey of life together. This podcast series is created and hosted by Jeff Rogers, an American pastor and missionary who serves alongside his wife, Carrie Beth, in the Czech Republic. Please subscribe and share this unique experience to pause, reflect, and engage with our Creator God, focusing on what He has for us in this busy and ever-changing world. Welcome to part two of our series, the book of James. Looking forward to this time together and the topics that we will be exploring today as we look at James chapter 1, verses 12 through 25, are the topics of endurance, perseverance, temptation, flesh, and spirit. Endurance, perseverance, temptation, and the flesh and the spirit. And so the big idea today as we look at these verses and this passage of Scripture, the big idea is that temptation is the beginning of the sin process. I don't think that takes a lot of uh, thinking or understanding to, to know that, but it's a good reminder that temptation is the beginning of the sin process. And the application that I hope you take away from this podcast, uh, part two of this series, is that self-control in the midst of temptation will keep us from sin. And so now I'm going to read uh, James chapter 1, verses 12 through 25. And if you have those in front of you, uh, pull those up, read along. Um, It's a pretty good chunk of scripture, but here we go. Verse 12. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will... He brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. And then moving on to the section that has to deal with hearing and doing the word, we pick up in verse 19. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers of the word, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. 
For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. This is the word of God. And so it's always encouraging as we dive into this part today, uh, to know that rewards and acknowledgments are to be expected after we've completed something difficult. Um, This can be especially true if we have suffered through something that required much willpower, required self-control, and a lot of effort. And James says that a believer who endures trials demonstrates that he or she loves the Lord. And because of this, they will receive the crown of life as we read there and started off in verse 12. And so having to deal with temptation on a regular basis might cause someone to begin to think that God is at fault. This happens a lot. However, James reminds us that temptation is actually connected to fleshly desires. And since sin goes against the nature of who God is, the enticement to sin is not from him. In verse 13, we read there that that God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. And so we can rejoice in the fact that God's character is good and will never negatively influence the struggle of temptation. So when we are struggling, we know that it is in his, or I'm sorry, it is in our own desires that need to be checked, engaged. And so sometimes we hear people say, you know, God is tempting me and, and all those things. And as we look at this, we know that that is not the nature of God. Therefore, that is not true. That is not accurate. And so I started thinking um, about this. Um, have you ever uh, had a trainer or uh, maybe even a dietitian uh, hold you accountable for your dietary restrictions? We live in a world today where there are a lot of uh, dietary restrictions that people have. Uh, and so I thought about, well, if, if, if I had to be removed from a certain food group or type of food, uh, what would that be? And I would tell you that I love candy bars. I know that sounds probably ridiculous and silly, uh, but I love candy bars. And it's hard for me to resist this temptation. And especially now with the holiday seasons coming up, um, all kinds of these really cool holiday special candy bars and candies are are available almost anywhere you go and and everywhere you you go shop for food. Now, as I thought about this, uh, I thought, how would we feel if we had a trainer or a dietitian or someone that was holding us accountable Um, how would we feel if they began to tempt us, or for me, tempt me with candy bars uh, and different types of sweets, bringing them actually to my front door, to my house, which most places deliver now, but that's besides the point, or to our place of work, another dangerous place, asking if we would like another candy bar or another piece of food or whatever we love uh, after we have refused. It, ex- it, is, it would be expected that friends and family would try maybe to tempt you, 
But it's almost ridiculous to imagine your trainer doing so. And so in making this point, we have God. Now, God, who knows what is best for us, will never tempt us in the same way that others do. Because to do so would be against his character. And so as we take a moment to pause and to reflect, I will ask a couple of questions here. And those questions are, um, why do you think it is so difficult to resist temptation? Why do you think it is so difficult to resist temptation? And have you ever felt the rewarding uh, feeling of resisting your temptation? And did it help with the next time you were tempted? Thomas L. Constable, uh, in his notes on James, writes that God himself is not even subject to temptation. In other words, he cannot be tempted by evil uh, because he is totally separate from sin and not susceptible to evil. The only sense in which God appears responsible for sin's existence, he says, is that he permits other things to tempt us, namely the world, the flesh, and the devil, that is Satan. James did not mention this here. Jesus actually taught his disciples to pray in what is known as the Lord's Prayer when he says, you know, uh, those, those famous words, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And in this, Jesus uses a figure of speech which he expressed a positive idea by negating the contrary. So neither James here nor Jesus in the Lord's Prayer were implying that God sometimes uh, actually leads us into temptation. Uh, The point that James is making here is that God can help us stay away from temptation, to be removed and protected from it. Essentially, Jesus meant we should ask God to allow us to experience as little temptation as possible. Now, James here was not contradicting Jesus' teaching. And actually, one thing that James points out is that there is an actual process to sin. A sinful action, if you think about it, does not just occur. It does not just happen. It's actually the repercussion of an unchecked fleshly desire, of something that uh, we leave unchecked in our lives. We, We allow to grow and to fester and to get out of hand. Uh, temptation comes when we have given into our own fleshly desires and become enticed, as we read in verse 14 today. The process is comp- compared uh, in the scriptures that we read uh, to the process of conceiving and giving birth. And think about it. In the same way, pregnancy does not just happen. It has a process starting with the conception, then the growth of the fetus, and finally birth uh, when the child is fully grown. 
Now, James explains the process of sin to make the point that God is not the cause of our temptation. But, we are t- but when we are tempted, we actually are drawn away from God. He goes on to confirm this uh, when we read it in verses 16 through 18 by saying God gives, actually gives good gifts as opposed to troublesome ones. Now, understanding this can also help us take responsibility for our actions, for our sin, knowing that God is not the cause of our troubles. Very important for us to, to understand. But sin and its influence exist in the world, and our heart is. And our hearts also exist in that world, so we have to be careful. So the second uh, pause and, and time of reflection, I ask this question. Can you tell um, about a time, or can you just remember a time, when you knew your flesh and spirit were fighting over a decision in your life? Can you remember and recall a time that you knew your flesh, your spirit, were fighting over a decision in your life, and that could be a decision, obviously, that would lead us into sin or would lead us away from God. trials brings life and giving into temptation leads to death as we read there in verses 12 through 15 and this is contrasted in the scripture with spirit-led qualities you look at verse 19 there it says everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become angry easier said than done right When we go through certain trials in our life, the tension, that tension can easily cause us to react in anger. It can actually lead to outbursts. Um, And one that I don't think a lot of people think of, it can actually lead us to very poor listening, which is a very important quality. Friends try to speak to us concerning our situation, uh, and sometimes we take that posture of only listening in order to retaliate due to that tension, due to that frustration we have in our life or in that situation and person. And these Christian qualities that we read here in verse 19 are needed when we endure trials and tension so that we can be sure to produce the righteousness of God. Now, in order to accomplish this, James goes on to say that we should lay aside all filthiness, all wickedness, along with accepting the word of God, which will save us. That's in verse 21 there. We must be careful to take action on the word we receive as opposed to hearing the transformative word and neglecting to act on it, as he says there in verses 23 and 24. Now, anybody that knows me, uh, just a funny, funny story here is I love Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. If you know me, you know that. Um, and I was thinking about episode three. Um, Anakin Skywalker fights his mentor, 
and his fellow Jedi, Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's a big battle. And after he caves into the power of the dark side, that is Anakin, um, this all occurs. And during their fight, Kenobi continues to talk and to speak to Anakin Skywalker about his condition. But check this out. Anakin displays the opposite of what he is being told. And that's very similar to what we read in verse 19. By being slow to hear, quick to speak, and quick to wrath, he's actually the opposite, if you know this specific scene in episode 3. And as a result of this, he loses his leg uh, he burns his face. You, you'd have to see it. Uh, he, he, he sort of kind of falls into this fire and, and goes through this really traumatizing event that actually leads ultimately for him to become uh, what we know as Darth Vader, if you, if you understand Star Wars. But being quick to hear and slow to wrath towards someone in our circle or in our community that maybe we work with or we serve alongside of, um, it can save us. It can save us from tension and heartaches and trial. And so I use that story to really go back to verse 19 where James says everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because I do believe um, as we have people speak wisdom into our lives, um, even in moments of tension and trials, that these qualities are very difficult, I know, for me to uh, to abide by at times, and I know for you it's a struggle as well. So as we pause and take a moment to reflect here on this last question, um, I want you to take a moment to really reflect on why it is important to be slow to speak and quick to hear or quick to listen. Thank you guys for listening today and just being reminded um, that sin, uh, that temptation, sorry, is the beginning of the sin process. Temptation is the beginning of the sin process. It it, it is at the root of of the things that that we fall into as far as sin. And hopefully you're able to see uh, today that um, in our application that self-control in the midst of temptation will actually keep us from sin. So I'm going to pray for us today and uh, just be praying for you and where you are in your life. And I know this uh, speaks volumes into my life on how to handle the sin process and how to handle uh, the sin process when it relates to uh, living alongside others in community, uh, whether it's where we work or whether we serve. I know some of us who are listening serve on the mission field um, and so hopefully this speaks some truth and some life uh, from this uh, book of James. Father God, thank you for today, and thank you for uh, this podcast, Lord, and the technology behind it. But Lord, I pray over this 
this time that we were able to look at James chapter 1, verses 12 through 25, and and really understanding um, where sin comes from, and being reminded that we need to be led by the Spirit and the qualities of the Spirit uh, to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, uh, that we are to lay aside all filthiness and wickedness in our life and accept the Word of God and accept your Son, Jesus Christ, as Lord of our lives because that is the only thing that saves us, that is the only thing Lord, that resolves conflict when we have tension with others. So, Father, be with us as we move on into um, this week and, uh, Lord, into this next part of our series. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Enter In, the podcast. Please remember to subscribe and share this experience with others.